from Byron, Mississippi. It's Lakeshore Church. And now we join Pastor Jay Frazier for today's message. Of our relationship with the Lord is, is uh, nothing more, nothing less than the percentage of surrender that we have in our life to Him. And so we'd like to show you that today. All right, if you're able, will you stand with us and honor God's Word? We begin the reading in verse number 16 of Galatians 5 through 25, and you can follow along there. And uh, it's, it reads this way. Paul was writing to the church. He said, I say then, walk by the Spirit. If you remember lately, we've been highlighting these capital S's, meaning the Holy Spirit. We sang a lot about that today as well. And you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh. Certainly not carry. How about that? For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousies, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. Pretty, pretty stout list there, right? I'm warning you about these things as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, capital S again, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Notice this verse. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Got to walk it. All right, let's pray together. We thank you, Lord. Uh, as we do, I, I pray, God, my words be yours. And, Lord, my thoughts be yours. And most of all, every one of us, including myself, would walk in obedience. I pray, Lord, have already but do for today. I pray that surrender would truly be, uh, Lord, what occurs. In whatever capacity in our life, God, we surrender it to you. And uh, ultimately, to, to live in the spiritual nature that brings glory and honor to you. And God will praise you now and forevermore, for we ask it and pray it in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. You may be seated. Thank you. And we believe in the authority of God's Scripture, but, but a lot of times I don't know if we stand on, if you do certain things, certain things will happen. <laughs> and I want to show you that, just four of several that he shared. But in the text, verse number 16, notice this about walking with God. It says, I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh. So if we walk with God, if, if we walk in that spiritual nature, the desires, the, the flesh is not going to win. And see, we got to understand that, that what happens is we begin, to, we begin to departmentalize. We say, wait a second, God's still for me and all that, but I'm not living like I need to live. You, you get in the spirit, in the spirit nature, spiritual nature with God, and God can keep you from flesh and sin in your life. Wow. Galatians 5, 18, then same thing. It says, but you are led by the spirit. You are not under the law. And you got to go and, and do this. It's, it's a pretty deep subject matter, but the law came about because sin came about. Did you know that? Paul talks a lot about that in Romans, that the, 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 the law had to come about to combat and give us solution so that we could get absolution from sin. So understanding that, all right, and, and where I am. And then a couple of them in Romans chapter 8, verse number 2, it says, because the law of, of, the, the, law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free, from the law of sin and death. We've been set free. And we've been establishing this in some of these sermons is that God has done his part for us to be able to live it. Now it's our part to do that and to live in the right nature. And then the last one, 
And then we're going somewhere with this. Just hold on to it. In verse number 13 of Romans 8, he says, Because if you live according to the flesh, you're going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Wow. We walk close to God. We win over the flesh. And I do believe that possibly, probably, the church has been guilty that we probably excuse sin instead of helping people understand that you can live above it. We, we, we've probably spent so much time on this thing in the flesh that we've almost said that God's responsible for it, which is not the case. God gave us remedy to it. But in this whole concept of surrender, I, I want to show you something pretty unique that we've talked about before. Um, do you know what the universal sign of surrender is, don't you? Um, you know, t- two hands up. You with me? Uh, that, that's the universal sign. Now, somebody might be pointing a gun at you and you put your hands up, but, but it's surrender. It's also in wartime. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes about yielding, but, but it's two hands up. I'll show you something unique you need to understand and, and get this and, and, and have a spiritual application to it. Look at this. That's also the sign for worship. I don't think it's coincidental. I, you you got to get this. I've been saying that a lot in sermons. You got to get this principle. The, the word of God in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. I want to show you that quickly. It says, it's, therefore, I want the men in every place to pray. Lifting up holy hands, Paul was telling Timothy as he was leading people in their walk with Christ. He was a young pastor, if you want to, and, and, and Paul was his mentor. He said, I want men in every place to pray. Lifting up what kind of hands? Play along with me now. What kind of hands? Holy hands without anger or an argument. You've heard me say this a lot. But what happens at the cross is somehow or another in our, in our thinking, we think we can separate the vertical from the horizontal. I can be angered. I can be argumentative. I can be upset at everybody. But bless God, when I come in here, I'm going to worship and I'm going to lift up holy hands. It's not going to happen. The same sign for worship, holy hands, living a life of surrender to the Lord. The same hands that you worship with should be hands of surrender to Almighty God. Do you get it? And many times what happens, I believe we've tried to departmentalize. We live over here in that sinful nature that we've talked about, but then we want to come in a spiritual nature and worship the Lord. God says you can't have both. If you're going to worship me, worship me with holy hands. In other words, hands of surrender. And you know what? I, I wonder how many people have tried to worship the Lord, and yet they harbor sin, and they've got thing, and they say, well, that's pretty much it. And yet I want you to know there's a deeper place of surrender that God has for us. And it might blow your socks off to experience his presence in your life when you truly surrender to him and then worship him with holy hands. i got to move on, but it's there. Oh, so true, the surrender is walking with Christ. The text tells us that last verse says, keeping in step with the Spirit. Hmm. Let me give you some details and insight about this surrender, spiritual surrender, we're calling it today. And it's this. Number one is this. First, it's about authority. It's about who's number one in your life. You talk about authority. It's about who owns us. We think we're in control. (laughs) We think it's my life. But I want you to understand every one of us, regardless of where you are, everyone, the scripture says, will stand in front. Righteous and unrighteous are going to stand in front of God Almighty one day and give an account for the life that he gave us. Did you know that? We are. We're going to give an account to God for that. It's about authority. 
It's about who's in control. He is God. He was God. He is God now. And he will be forever God. And we need to grab a hold of that. It's about being submissive to some because someone is superior to us. We're talking about this authority thing. It's just like in battle. I told you I was going to do this. Have you ever heard the, the, the term, and I, I've watched some of these uh, movies about many centuries ago when battles would go on and individual conflict would go on, and, and when they finally get the person down and they have no more energy left, they will, instead of taking their life, they would say, do you yield? You ever seen any of that? Do you yield? What are they saying? Do you give up? Have you had enough? Well, see, we need to understand in our relationship with God, there's an authority thing here. Somewhere we have to put God in his proper place of superiority in our life. That's what I think it is to live in the spiritual nature of things, is to be submissive to someone, God Almighty, who is superior. But it's unique. What's neat about God is God doesn't wrestle with us on the floor to get superiority in our life. He's already high and holy. <laughs> Amen? Did you know in eternity we're going we're gonna to do something like this? Everybody in eternity is going to say, holy, we're going to sing and worship, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And you need to understand, it's right in Revelation, you can see it, it's there for us, it's going to be part of our DNA as a society, as a culture. But I want you to understand this about God's authority. God, and I wrote it down for you to get it this way, God knocks on the door, but God doesn't knock down the door. Let that sink in. Can I take a minute just to pause? God knocks on the door. He wants to come in and save me and change my life and, and, and do things for me I can't do for myself, but he never knocks the door down. Let that, let that saturate your being. It, it'll help you. He is authority. So when I think authority today, we're back to this thing of surrender. He will be, he wants to be Lord, but he's not going to Lord over us. You know what I'm talking about? It's not in this thumbnail yet and, and, and always make you feel bad because he's better. No, no, no. It's out of a love and caring. It's the cool of the day in the Garden of Eden when he came along with Adam and Eve to spend time with them. He's still God and he was still Lord. The song, I Surrender All. The man that wrote it by the name of Vandeventer, he was an art teacher, he was a musician, much like you saw on the stage today. Already had a career in place and God began to deal with him about full-time Christian service. And it was a tug of war of, of, of spirit of whether he was going to live out what God's calling and direction of his life. And, and he says the hour came that he committed his all, whatever you want me to do, and he changed his career path and became a full-time minister in evangelistic work for the rest of his life. It was in that moment is when this thought came to him, I surrendered to Christ. Already knew the Lord, he was already a believer, but there was a moment of surrender. That's how I surrender all came about. So not only is it about authority, but let me give you two more. The second one is this. It's also about advocate versus adversary. So what in the world do those mean, words mean? And I want to give you a verse that, that helped me a lot in some other areas of theology, and it's such a great verse. But 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, we find this verse. It says, my little children, I'm writing you these things that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous one. Aren't you glad to know that when we mess up, Jesus is still for us? Amen? Aren't you glad that if there's an issue in my life that Jesus has not washed his hands of us and he's standing over there, that he wants to come alongside of us and help us? He's our advocate, not our adversary. He's for us, not against us is the point. But he also knows what's going on. 
There's a lot of times God demands things of our, our life because he knows what's going on. And he not only knows what's going on right now, he knows what's going to go on tomorrow. The word of God is very plain that, that God knows tomorrow today. <laughs> he loves us because he knows what happens if we don't live in the right nature with him. He sees the end at the beginning. Did you know that God is after you, but he's not after you? He's not trying to make an example of you. He's not out to get you. God is after you, but he's not after you. Do you follow that? Does anybody get that? Just give me a little nod. If not, okay. Okay, 12 of you got it. That's great. God is after you. He is. He's chasing you, but he's not trying to make an example of you. He's your advocate, not your adversary. He's the authority. He wants to be Lord of your life because he knows if you don't obey him, he knows what's coming, but he's not lording over you. He knocks on our door, but he's not going to knock the door down to show you who's boss. No, you got the wrong picture of God. God's a gracious God and loving God, but he does have expectations of us. So I'll give you one more. When I think about spiritual surrender, it's also about an answer. Surrender is saying, yes, Lord, to your will and to your way, the song says. And you've heard me say this many times. It's the best I got. It's not original to me, but you know it's not possible to say no, Lord. Not possible. Well, I can say it, but it it doesn't make sense. You know why? Because the moment that you utter the words no, when God is asking you to do something, you say no, he ceases to be your Lord. Doesn't mean you're not saved and all that, but when you're talking about the Lordship of Christ, the only way he can be Lord is for us to be obedient to him. And that's saying yes. There's no way to say no, Lord. Remember, surrender is living in the spiritual nature, not in the sinful nature. And thus, it's holy living in our life. There's one more thing I want to share with you here is this surrender occurs within, not without, not not outside of us. It's really an inside decision that we make. It's like the little boy after being told to be quiet, he said, I'm quiet on the outside, but on the inside, I'm screaming my lungs out, all right? A lot of times we need to look and say, how are we doing in this arena of surrender? Now, I don't want to plow too deep, but you know, we clean up pretty well on Sunday, don't we? We're all sitting here, standing here. We look like people of surrender. We look like, hey, I got it together. God's Lord of my life, and I'm, I'm obeying him. But yet on the inside, there's no telling how far some of us, even myself, you don't really know me. There's no telling how far we can be from God on the inside, but yet look the part on the outside. Surrender starts on the inside. Huh. A.W. Pink was a pastor of yesteryear. Another one, I, I just found this. and This is what he said, taking up my cross means a life voluntarily surrendered to God. Here's where we're going, but I want to share with you something that when I think about surrender, my life. But when I was in my late teenage years, having been called into the ministry when I was 14 years old, going to youth camp, I knew God had called me to preach. I did okay for two or three years. I preached my first sermon when I was 15, but when I got 16, 17, I got a little away from the Lord. Quite honestly, there for a little while, for about a six-month period, I was running from the Lord. My home church, my pastor who's been in heaven several years, and I can't wait to see him when I get there. But uh, he, was, he was very much some of my th- mannerisms, some of my antics, some of my views of ministry and preaching it straight and being real and all that. He was that way. His name's Wendell Thomas. I miss him greatly, but I do have hope today. I'm going to see him again. But let me tell you something. He preached it straight. I can tell you looking back why I got away from the Lord, because I knew for me to be obedient to the Lord, I had to say yes to the call he had on my life. And therefore, a few months, I got way away from the Lord. And I was not a hell to heaven story, but I, I didn't like the place I was in and other people didn't like it. 
I was of the age I was driving and that kind of thing. I told my mother I didn't want to go to our home church anymore and quite honestly preached it too straight. I didn't want to be convicted. I found the deadest church I could find. So I had to go to church. I couldn't live at home. Found the deadest church to go to. True story. Don't you know when you don't want to be spoken to, you'll go somewhere else? It's going to get real quiet when I tell you that I've heard stories of people that don't go to Lakeshore anymore because he preaches it too straight. I ain't got to listen to that every week. True stories. I could name people. Not out for you to make you feel bad for me and all that. I'm going to stand for what God says. But you listen to me very carefully. I was running. Running. I was running from surrendering my life. Now let me change this. How, how good it is. God put some great people in my life. There were some folks I met that were my age. I didn't want to listen to the older generation. I was running. And God put some contemporaries, some teenagers in my life that knew the Lord and were serving him. And just in a few days, they had so spoken into my life that God began at night and day just to speak into my life of what I needed to do. And on a Friday night, I pulled up where we were living. And I sat in my car about two or three hours. And I made peace with God in that car. My mother knew I was there. She knew I was out in the car. But I asked God to forgive me. And God, whatever you want me to do, I couldn't see Lakeshore Church. I couldn't see anything. I didn't know. I was scared to death. But I knew God had called me. And I knew to live right, I had to surrender. Listen to me, church. Far too many times, we're trying to live right, and I mean trying to have our life, and we're living in our sinful nature instead of obediently in the spiritual nature. To live right, you have to surrender. Listen to me. To worship, you've got to surrender. Are you following? Give me one of those. All right? You've got to surrender. So I surrendered. It was a Friday night, middle of the night. I go to bed, get up. You know, Saturday's a day of peace. I can remember like it was yesterday. I had such peace. I just had a spring in my step. I mean, I felt so good. And I remember Saturday night, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go to my home church Sunday. I'm not scared of Wendell Thomas anymore. True story. I get up, drive to church by myself. I looked up on stage, and there was two girls up on stage that were sharing and singing. Years ago, God had dealt with me at youth camp about going to Wesley College, and they were from Wesley College. To the history, in the history of Snow Hill Church, which is still a church in our denomination today, my home church, they never had before or since another Wesley College day, except the day when God got it squared away with me, and I got it squared away with him, that I went to church. Some say, oh, Brother Jay, that's not, that's just coincidence. No, 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 it's omniscience. Don't you know that God can fling the stars in the space and they stay there and he can spin the world on its axis and it tilts just right? If he can take care of all this world that man thinks they're taking care of, which is so foolishness, so foolish. If God can do all that, don't you think God can straighten me out and get me to church the right Sunday so that he can start the surrender part of my life again? That day I went down to the altar and I surrendered to the Lord. I said, I don't understand it. That's the next year and a few years later where I met Glenn and, I mean, Glenn and Angela and people like that and Thelma and others that went to Wesley College. And you know what I think about today? Had I not surrendered to the Lord, listen to me. They're some of the best people God ever put on this earth that are in this room today. When I think about my tenure here, there's a bunch of them that I've stood here and said the last words over them. Had I not surrendered that day and told God, I want to go do my own thing and kept on going that way, I might make it to heaven, but I wouldn't be doing what God called me to do. And listen to me, church, you might not understand what God has for you tomorrow, but what he wants from your life today is surrender. If you don't surrender today, he can't use you tomorrow. 
unless we surrender. And so many people say, oh, there's nothing to it. There's a lot to it. We got to surrender. And we got to live right so that God can bring glory and honor through our life to other people. But if we're living in the sinful nature, calling it the spiritual nature, without surrender, we're in trouble. Mm, we are. What a blessing it's been just to recount that because God brought me to a place of surrender. Brother Jay, there been any other places? There have been so many. I'll probably have to surrender today in something and tomorrow because if he's going to be Lord of your life, it's a, it's a life of surrender. I surrender to the authority. I surrender to who he is so that I can have his best in my life. Have you always done it right? Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm glad for God's love and his grace. Listen to me. Today, just a reminder. Brother Jay, the surrender is still a little confusing to me. I just want to maybe bring it back down for all of us. First, number one is this. It's really simple. <laughs> simple? That don't sound like simple. Yeah, it is. You know what it is today, right where you are? God, I surrender. Hmm. It's not my life, Lord. It's yours. They're not my gifts and abilities. They're yours. This place I am in life, it's not mine. It's yours. I surrender. It's really simple. Hmm. Let me show you another. It's also, a lot of times, surrender is about situations. Something comes up. I always say something bigger than you, you know. You got to surrender. God, I don't understand. I don't understand why. And I don't understand why now. And I don't even see what you're doing. Somebody wrote it this way. When you can't see his hand and you can't see his plan, you can trust his heart. How you trust him is in surrender. It's not in aptitude. It's not some kind of positive thinking. That stuff's good, but that's not godly. Godly is when we surrender. God, you're the authority, and I surrender. So I've come to tell you, it's really simple, and it's about situations of life. But here's the, here's the crux. It's also about sincerity. Isn't it amazing that God knows? <laughs> I mean, I come here, and I could have a, I could have a list of stuff going on right now in my life that's so far from God, none of you'd know it. I can just play the game. Nobody would know it. But God knows, doesn't he? Right? So it's about sincerity. God knows when I'm just playing. God knows when I'm cleaned up well, but God also knows when it's an intent of my heart that God, I want, I want more. Hmm, want more. And see, back to the title today, what I think so difficult to, to share and to grasp is a lot of people have changed the lyrics to that song. <laughs> it's not I surrendered all. It's, it's I surrendered most. I, I still got the gun safe. I, I still got the treasure box. I still got that under the mattress. I, I still got that thing that I love more than I love my relationship with the Lord. So I surrendered some, but I haven't surrendered all. And then there's a category I think of people today. They surrender almost. We, we look good on Sunday, but yet really following him is far from us. And I don't want to hurt. I don't want to indict. I don't want you to be offended. I do want you to receive it if God speaks to your heart. I surrender. Oh, here's a great question. How long or if have you ever surrendered it all? <laughs> oh, I surrender all. 
Oh, Brother Jay, I'm saved. That's really, yes, that's what we're talking about. It's hard to surrender your life if you're not saved. But really, it's so much more than that. Before I get to heaven, could it be said of me that I surrendered all? Hmm. All my study, I didn't see the emotion of this. But I cried like a two-year-old that you took the toy away in the first service. And I'm doing it again. I surrender all. How long has it been since you brought your all to him? He might, God might blow you away when you surrender. There are things that the enemy plagues you with, situations you can't get victory over. On and on it goes. It might very well be that we've been living over in that another nature so long. We think that's right. What's right is surrender. I surrender all. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal experience when you know there's nothing between your soul and your Savior. I'm not talking about sin. I'm not talking about lostness. I'm talking about something that you just cherish as much, if not more, than you cherish your life with the Lord. Here's what I want to do. I want to have an invitation. Best things in my life happen at an altar. I already said it a while ago, but that day in that church when I surrendered, when the invitation was given, I don't remember what Brother Wendell preached on, I don't remember. I bet I walked down to an altar and I surrendered. I told those folks from Wesley College all that had happened and what I got to do to get to Wesley College. And just a few months later, I was at Wesley College as a new student. I surrendered. And I've already alluded to it, but you know what? I wouldn't know you had I not surrendered. Hate to think about my life had I not surrendered. I'm not calling you into full-time service. I still think God's in the calling business though. But every one of us, regardless of where you are, regardless of what you think about your life and where it is, where it's going, how much of it's left, God still asks of us to surrender. And I'm gonna give you that opportunity today. Now we're gonna do it one of two ways and both of them might blow you away. (laughs) One, I'm gonna invite you to come to an altar just like I had to that day and surrender. I surrender, Lord. I don't even know what that feels like. I don't even know what that looks like, but I know my heart's beating about 90 miles an hour and I want to come and surrender. Give it all to him. Hmm. And then the other way, and this, is, this will be even stranger maybe. I've never done anything like that, Brother Jay. Wouldn't it be great as, as, as we sing, I surrender all three or four times, wouldn't it be great if we just lift up a holy hand <laughs> that says to the Lord, I'm surrendered. Nothing between my soul and my Savior. How dare me let anything get between you and me? I surrender. Let us not be people of anger and argument, but let us be people who lift up holy hands to the Lord. I surrender almost. (laughs) I surrender most. Or I surrender all. I surrender all. I surrender all. Thank you, Lord. Just worship Him right where you are. No one looking around. Let's sing. Surrender all. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you
my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, I thank you. Lakeshore, I thank you. CMC.org.